Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher empowerment coach and spiritual feminist and i am delighted to have my dear friend wendy morgan joining me today hi wendy hi joni so happy to be with you and share some time together Mm, wendy is a big bright light in the world and i'm so glad she's with us she's a wife and a mom of three and her deep journey towards healing and self-discovery has led to a profound shift in her life she remains a devoted student even as she embraces the role of yoga teacher by learning how to create space for her own transformation she holds space for her family and students as they step into their own fullness of being. <laughs> that That's pretty nice. <laughs> it's pretty nice to hear someone else read that to me or speak that to me. I, I am quite honored and so humbled to have this opportunity to just share a little bit about my journey to this very moment that we find ourselves together. And uh, mm. yeah, I look forward to, to diving in a little, seeing where, what we discover. Yes. Well, I was thinking when I was anticipating our interview that one of the things I love about you is your passion and devotion to your own transformation. Mm. Um, and I I feel a real kinship with you there. And, you know, I love sisters in all their forms, but I I go most passionately crazy. I have a special place in my heart for sisters who dive deep and are willing to be courageous and go for it. Yeah. And it does. It takes a lot of courage. It really does. And I think that I started my transformation seems like I've always been searching and um, from as far back as I can remember. And um, but I think that the journey started in earnest where I really had to start looking deep within and seeing what was holding me back from from being my real most authentic self. And and it started uh, it started with yoga and I and I began taking classes uh, Right after my son Matthew was born, he was 11 years old now, and I had a friend who said, you have got to just go to this class, just try it out once. Well, I was hooked <laughs> and, um, and started just having a very regular practice. I was, I was in classes probably four or five times a week, and um, it was my yoga teachers who said, Wendy, I think you'd be a really good yoga teacher, and I thought, well, that's nice, and I'm honored that you think that about me. But no thanks. I'm really happy in my my um, 
just my practice. I, I'm really happy because yoga for me was a place to go to kind of, I thought, get away from everything, right? <laughs> get away from the kids and the just the pressures of daily life. And, you know, at the time I, I was not working. I was doing a lot of volunteering at the kids' schools. And um, so lo and behold, we find that yoga actually, if we – continue practicing and continue stepping into that great unknown um, leads us deeply into ourselves. And so when my teacher said, you know, why don't you think about becoming a teacher? I think it took me two years to sign up for a teacher training um, course. And it was uh, exhausting. I mean, it just literally <laughs> exhausted me. Um, and it seems that at each point in my life where I need a little boost, some beautiful person, and it's often a woman, I think probably <laughs> mostly, yeah, I think probably always it's a woman who says, Wendy, hey, how about this? And I had another yoga teacher who said, I'm going to give your name to a studio where I teach, and I, I think you should, I think it'd be a great fit. I think you should teach there. <laughs> and so I got, I got a call from the owner of the studio, and I promptly ignored it. I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to do this. And she was very, very persistent. And thank goodness she was because I said, all right, well, let's try. So, you know, those first, I've been teaching yoga now for probably, I think going on six years, seven years. Those first two or three years, I was physically ill before each class I took. I mean, running to the toilet, uh, thinking I, I can't even leave my house because I, what, what if I need to be, what if I need to go to the bathroom? I mean, so, and I realized, I didn't realize at the time, but I realized that what I was coming up against and what I was confronting was just a deep, 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 seated fear mm. and a deep belief in um, my own unworthiness, unworthiness. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. And um, I, it, getting there in front of my lovely students and there are some who have been with me all those years mm. and um, who just met me right where I was at the time and just so lovingly, um, allowed me to find my way into um, really my own power um, and my own understanding and my own acceptance and my own value. Mm. Yeah. So, um, wow. so that's the beginning of it. And, and I, on a whim started working with an energy mm -hmm. uh, therapist Yes, an intuitive therapist who I spoke with on the phone every month. Mm -hmm. And my goodness, that was when the real work started. And she was the one who, um, Laura, uh, was the one who said, Wendy, have you ever tried kundalini yoga? <laughs> and I said, no. I mean, I think I've probably read that word in a manual somewhere, but I never experienced it. And she said, well, I have this book. And anybody who says I have a book, I'm just 
okay, what do I have to do to get the book? So she said, I have this book that I really want you to read, but I'm not going to tell you the title until you go to a Kundalini yoga class and just experience it for yourself. She said, I really think you need to experience it. And so here in Richmond, where I am um, living at the time, there were no Kundalini yoga classes. And so I ended up going to Yogaville, the ashram out um, west of here. And it was for a weekend long workshop on Kundalini yoga with like one of the most prestigious Kundalini yoga teachers. <laughs> and I'm walking in completely um, ignorant. I had no idea I was walking into this amazing experience. Well, I was hooked. And I met a beautiful woman, my friend Holly, who also teaches Kundalini Yoga now. And she, she, we kept in touch. This was in November. And in January, a couple years ago, she emailed me and said, I think I'm going to sign up for Kundalini Yoga training, teacher training in Charlottesville. And how about, how about, oh, even that was all she said. And I said, well, how about if I sign up too? And <laughs> I did. I had come so far, so I had probably been working with Laura for less than a year, and already some of the the um, beliefs that had kept me very, very small mm. um, were already starting to loosen, and there was some wiggle room, and I was beginning to trust my intuition. I was beginning to trust that I would be supported in my choices, and so I after having one weekend of kundalini yoga started teacher training which is a hum it's transformative <laughs> i mean talk about going deep you go so deep now this is a practice that works a lot with and very effectively and quickly with the energy of the body you work with the nervous system you work with the chakras you work through sound through mantra through very rigorous breath work and movement to actually move the energy and open the energy so that you can experience your fullness of being and your best, most authentic self. So I was hooked, dove in, <laughs> had another year of training and another year of deep, deep healing and transformation, which has led me to this place where I am teaching more now than I have ever and thoroughly enjoying every minute of it, thoroughly mm -hmm. enjoying the journey that my students are taking and the, and so humbled by their trust that they allow me to um, join them for a little part of their journey. Um, anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm. <laughs> what what I don't is even remember what you asked me but there you go <laughs> <laughs> well you really did a fabulous job of just talking about that you know what happens when we're invited pushed yeah. out of our comfort zone where we say yes to that where we go for yes. it and and then we grow into that bigger version of ourselves and yes. become comfortable there yes and i and i think what would I do without my teaching now? Mm -hmm. I, it has been just a mu as much a part of my um, growth, healing, um, discovery as all the training that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And and like I, you know, said I love to be a student, but stepping into the role of teacher is a role 
along with motherhood, which I think I was, <laughs> I had always, always, always known. And I think there's a part of me that thought that would have been absolutely enough in my life mm. just to be a mother. Mm -hmm. um, but to have, to have the opportunity, and as a child even, I thought, well, I want to be a mother and maybe I want to be a teacher too. And I thought I would teach children, but um, coming into a place teaching and learning and growing with, um, with grownups has just been amazing. It's been exactly, it's been the exact right thing. It's been the exact right thing for me. Yes. And I, I know, I know your students love you because you have such warm and loving and engaging energy. So I, you know, I, Thank you. I know that they do. Oh, so one of the things I picked up on was those threads of where you started to have a little more space that you could do that inner trust of your, yes. your intuition and your, yes. uh, that inner voice. And, and so that to me is the voice of the feminine coming through or the absolutely elements of that. So is there more you want to say about well, your, you know, your walk or your journey yeah. with the feminine? Yes, you know, um, I think right around the time that I started, so so it's been a few years now that I started my Kundalini Yoga teacher training, and at that time, we were, one of our assignments was to start a daily meditation practice, mm -hmm. and which I had never done before. I mean, I think I was um, quite comfortable in... Uh, the Western expression of yoga, which was all about the poses and stretching and flexibility and strength. And I, I, I was comfortable in that place and hadn't really um, experienced any um, deeper practice. And so I began a daily meditation practice and it changed. Um, there were, there were times when I was doing a very intense yoga practice, physical practice, and then sitting and meditating for a while, what it's kind of evolved into is just um, a seated meditation practice with, with um, mantra usually, mm -hmm. and mudra, um, the, the sound and the, the, um, the hand positions, right? Um, but I don't, believe that I would have been as supported in my work of healing wounds from my childhood, um, of stepping into my own power, connecting with my own grace and divinity, had I not had this very strong yet subtle um, foundation um, and it was something that I got up and did every morning. I mean, I still do. I get up and I do it every morning, even on days when I'm not feeling well or even on days where I don't have anything else to do and I'd rather just roll over and go back to sleep. I get up and do my practice, and I think it has been a huge, uh, a huge factor in And this in the self discovery, I really think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm sharing that with my students as well. I'm sharing 
the fact that when we bring in this space of sacredness, when we bring in this energy of elevation and love, we can make profound changes in our lives and in the lives of the people around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that holding, bringing that holding container or space to ourselves or the people in our lives. Yes. yes. It's, it's that softening or that dissolving of the defenses that can occur. And Yes. I think one of my problems when I first started teaching was I thought I had to be perfect. <laughs> I, th- I did. I thought I have to know everything. I have to, I have to explain it in a way that everyone will understand perfectly. And, and the more that I um, grow, the more I realize that I am held by grace. I am mm-hmm. held by the beautiful flow of the universe. And when I open myself up to that, what I share what I'm able to share is not necessarily of me. I mean, it's filtered through my experience. It's filtered through my personality and through my energy. But I really think it's a a bigger um, it's a bigger message. It's a way bigger message. Yes, yes, yes it is. <laughs> And I'm just so happy that somebody wants to listen. Really, I am still like pinching myself. Wow, there are people out there who really, who really want to connect and listen. Yes. Listen to me to help them listen to their own beautiful wisdom. Yes, yes. What comes through you matters and is valuable and important. Yes, and I want people to believe that about themselves. Yes. I really, really want them. And I think as women, we have been told for a long, long years and centuries and millennia that our power doesn't really count or our power maybe is a little bit scary. And so let's um, keep you small. And so I think it's time to, uh, to get big. Yes. 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 So I'm sure there are some listeners out there that can both hear the the power of that call, that call to yes. grow into your bigness and and also feel that tentativeness you described earlier. Absolutely. And I I would just say to all of you lovely lovely souls out there to just really trust that you are being led in every step that you are being supported that you are on a beautiful path where there really aren't any mistakes mm-hmm. and there is no need to be perfect <laughs> that in the imperfection is the is the perfection is the beauty <laughs> yeah. yes yes <laughs> so i want to switch gears a little bit and yes. uh when we first talked about having you come on the show, we, you and I were sitting down and having a conversation about the podcast and, and the whole issue of money and that theme. Yes. And I really appreciated your perspective and your kind of grounded in the practical life of being, you know, a wife and a mom and someone who values their own self care and their own transformation and balancing, you know, the financial piece. So would love to hear from you on, you know, on where that whole money theme is showing up in your life. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we had talked about how, you know, there are priorities in how we spend our money and I am not 
I am not the big brand earner in my family, a yoga teacher, and I'm hoping that this changes in the future because as as all teachers are not are not um, compensated for their true and beautiful value. But, you know, I, I um, my contribution is wouldn't wouldn't support our family monetarily, although I am fully aware of my um, of the support and mm-hmm. the energetic support, the emotional support and my value there that I am just that the work that I do is just as valued. It's just it doesn't have a price tag on it. But we were talking about how we have to kind of prioritize where the money goes. And and I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. Um, it's been about a year. And my doctor said you must go on a synthetic thyroid medication. And I said, no thanks. I'm gonna see what I can do about this because I knew that this physical manifestation of of an illness, quote unquote, was showing up because of something much deeper. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to, to treat it holistically. I began going to an acupuncturist. I began going to a masseuse, an energy worker. I um, continued with my um, my um, therapist. And then I worked with um, a holistic pharmacist. And I started doing meditation and yoga that would help the thyroid and the hormones and the pituitary gland. I mean, I dove right in and I was working so hard. I'm thinking, my God, it would have been so easy just to take a pill every day (laughs) and get my numbers back where they needed to get. But I realized that, and looking back now over the last year, it has been another journey of empowerment. Mm. Now I'm, it's not resolved and I am open to having to be on a medication that I may have to be on for the rest of my life. But I, I have come to understand that there are ways of treating a physical symptom that runs so much deeper. I have, I have healed parts of myself emotionally and energetically in a way that I never would have been able to had I just started taking the pill. And then the doctor would have said, your numbers are great. You're good. You're all better. And instead, I've really, I have used my decision and, and talking about money, none of this was covered by insurance, mm. as you know, yes. not in my insurance, not in my policy. So all of this was coming out of our pockets and it would have been practical and a lot less expensive to to just treat it the way that my general um, practitioner had wanted me to. Um, but it, again, it, and this invaluable lesson of, of knowing that there are some things that need to be healed and treated in a way of and I want to say allowance and what I've come. So I dove in just last winter. I just dove in and was working so hard at being well. What that's morphed into is a real, um, a loving, gentle, nurturing energy that I have towards myself, mm. knowing that there can be um, 
healing of the spirit that will manifest itself in a healthy physical body. Um, and, and I really feel like I am on a track that will, we'll see, maybe, maybe it will, it will, um, my thyroid will bounce back into a new way of being and maybe it won't, but I have gained so much more than just a healthy thyroid through this exploration of my own health and wellness. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and really, really trusted that the money was being well spent and that I am worth every penny of it. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many ways that you were taking leadership, taking authority for your well-being, both medically speaking and financially speaking. I'm, yes. I'm sure you had to have some discussion with your, your husband, your partner yes, about I, and I did. And he was extremely supportive. And so I am blessed in that way as well. Yes. But yeah. that, that willingness to speak up for yourself and to recognize your worth and the worth of doing it in a way, you know, healing, approaching your healing in a way that you could really get behind and yes. feel good about. Yes, absolutely. <sighs> absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah. And then that opening up into that more loving, gracious space towards yourself. Oh, I know. It's, it's so nice <laughs> not to have to strive all the time. Again, it's that you know, from a very, very, very young age, I would say there was, uh, I say, I mean, from as far back as I can remember, I had to be the good and perfect girl. Mm. And um, that'll, that'll just <laughs> mess you up as you grow up. Yes. That's, just, that's just completely unattainable. And when you take things as um, when you feel things as deeply as I do to feel my own lack of it, of ability to be perfect oh my goodness it was it was um crazy hard yeah <laughs> so oh, yes. I'm to a place now where i can just say i trust i trust that my beautiful body is working in ways that i may not even understand to find balance and wellness that that is its that's its natural state and and so you know, being in a in a place of um, just softness with my own body that I never really have before. It's it's been wonderful. Mm, mm, yeah. mm. So to me, that that is the feminine. I, I mean, just that softness and that allowing and that holding. Yes, um, it is. So one of the questions I love to ask is, um, just that idea of the sacred feminine and the sacred feminine flow. Yes. And that, that may be unique or different for you, but do you have any, any times that come to mind when you really trusted that? And Yeah. I think, I think more and more I am. And as I, uh, as I said, having a time every morning to be quiet and listen, um, to deeply listen, mm. allows us then to hear the voice of the feminine within. Mm -hmm. It becomes more clear. Um, and, and I would just say that this, 
this entire journey towards wellness has been a, a blossoming of that flow. It has been it has been um, a time where even when I didn't trust myself, I there was a part of me as I deeply listened that informed me that I could trust the universe, that I could trust myself. But if mm -hmm. I wasn't quite ready to trust myself, I could trust something that was was far greater than this physical body and this mind that wants to run us around in circles quite often. <laughs> um, and, and just looking back and seeing that the right people at the right time have come into my life to help me take that next step mm. to really be open to that and mm -hmm. to really, um, yeah, be grateful for that. It, it's, um, I think we're given, I think we're given glimpses and signs. And I think that, you know, we'll hear a song or we'll see a beautiful, bird on our walk and whatever it is that we're thinking of at that, that time, when we take note of that little messenger that's coming in to kind of put an exclamation point on, <laughs> on whatever we're dealing with at that moment, I, I think if we are <sighs> awake to that, I think if we are open to that, then, then the, our whole life becomes a beautiful flow. Mm. Yeah. Yes. I'm yeah. Right. And and I'm just I'm kind of living that more now than I ever have before. Mm. And it's so exciting. And yes. yeah, it just really is. Mm. And meaningful. And meaningful. Yes. Yes. So we need to start to wrap things up, but I I, I do know. <laughs> it went by so quickly. <laughs> it did. But I have to get in one last question or yes. my um my last question that I, I love to ask is what wisdom would you share with your younger self from your yes. vantage point today? <sighs> yes. Well, I would, I would say to my younger self, Wendy, when you're in your forties, you will receive a spiritual name. <laughs> And your spiritual name will be Sahajdeep. And what that means is, it means the graceful lioness who connects to God's inner light with ease. And so, even though it will, you'll have to wait till you're 40 to hear that. <laughs> have someone say, Wendy, this is who you are. Know that that's who you are right now in every moment of this beautiful life from when you were small and vulnerable and afraid <laughs> to when you went through those oh, exciting and miserable teen years <laughs> and into your young adulthood when the world seems so big and just to know that you are you are that divine, beautiful being who can connect with the light of that sacred feminine, that sacred divine with such ease and to trust that. Mm. That's what I'd say. <laughs> oh, 
and believe it because believe it, it's true. And for anyone listening, it's so true. The same goes for you. It yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. You're bringing me to tears. Oops. Oh, Tony, I, it's, it's been such a gift to, um, be in your beautiful presence and speak mm. with you about something that we both hold very dear to our hearts. Um, this yes. beautiful sacred feminine energy that is just waking up on our planet and is just going to make s this world a beautiful place. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Oh, thank you. So I, I, I know that you listeners can see why I'm such a big Wendy fan. <laughs> She's such a delight. <laughs> and I'm a big Joni fan. So it's very mutual. <laughs> yes, oh. I'm just smiling ear to ear this whole time. So thank you so much for being with us today, Wendy. And thank you, <laughs> yes, and thank it's you. It's been my pleasure and honor. Oh, thank you. And <laughs> we both bow to you, those beautiful souls that are here with us listening. Thank you for taking your time with us as well. Thank you. Yes. And as always, until next time, always trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes.